Hi everyone, and welcome to another Fiber New Podcast. On this short episode, we sit down with Len Lampert. Len is our resident scientist, and he heads up our research and development team here at FiberNew. Len was the key player in the development of the Colorize system, and on this episode, we spent some time talking about the history, timeline, and evolution of the Colorize project. And then we also get into some details on his involvement in some of the improvements he's bringing to our product line. Len's a chemical engineer by education and trade. He spent well over 30 years with Exxon in key engineering roles. Len is much more comfortable in his lab, not so much so on podcasts or even in the limelight in any sense. So I was really proud of him to take the time to sit down and record this with us. He's an absolute gem of a guy. He's super smart and we're really lucky to have him part of our team, making our products and systems even better and better. Now, a bit of a disclaimer before we start, uh, Len and I get a little bit nerdy on this podcast. Uh, We talk about some pretty fine details uh, with projects, but if you stick with it to the end, it'll be worth it because he has a real hit home point and you want to hear that from him. Without further ado, let's dive into it. Enjoy. Cheers. All right, so sitting down with Len Lampert on this podcast and... uh, here we are sitting in our office in Black Diamond. If we were to look it out the window, we'd see a beautiful view of the Rocky Mountains. And on today's uh, episode, this uh, podcast episode, we're just going to introduce Len, talk a little bit about his history, what he's doing with Fiber New and all that kind of stuff. So, um, And I was thinking of structuring it as the 5W question. Um, so to, to start out with along those lines, with the, the who question, um, who is Len Lampert? Let's start with your education. <laughs> Go okay. from there. Yeah. What's, all right. What's well, your background in education? All right. I grew up in uh, Calgary, went to uh, University of Calgary, and uh, graduated in uh, chemical engineering a few years ago. Um, my uh, first job after graduation was with Imperial Oil, and I've uh, spent the rest of my career with Imperial Oil and uh, Exxon. Um, I started, uh, started with the company in, uh, Ontario, Canada, uh, moved around a little bit after that. Uh, all of my career was, uh, working in oil refineries, providing technical support, implementing, uh, new technology and, uh, doing problem solving, troubleshooting in, uh, in the refineries. Uh, My family moved around from Ontario to uh, Edmonton, down to New Jersey. That was uh, an enjoyable assignment in uh, New Jersey. Uh, The the engineering office of uh, Exxon was uh, in uh, Florham Park, New Jersey, which is uh, near Morristown. Um, We were uh, pleasantly surprised how, uh, how beautiful the country was around that area. And uh, after a three-year assignment, my uh, family didn't want to leave. So uh, had to leave. We moved back to uh, Toronto, Canada. And then uh, closer to the end of my uh, career, I uh, was moved back to uh, Calgary. And uh, after several years of uh, working in Calgary, I retired from Imperial Oil. And 
then uh, found an interesting opportunity to uh, to work with uh, Fibernew. Fantastic, and we're uh, obviously glad to have you. So that kind of leads into the next question being what and what it is exactly you're doing for us. And I think there are, there are two main streams, right? Mm-hmm. One being the product R&D, yeah. and then the other one being the ColorEye project. So just in that order, um, let's talk about the product side of things a little bit and some of the things you've been working on. I know specifically and recently um, the replacement of the OP10 with the CL10. Yeah. Um, what precipitated that change and, and you know, how did you go about kind of researching the, the change product and introduce it and whatnot? What's, what was your scientific method and something like that? Well, as, as, uh, as normally happens uh, with, uh, with change, um, there's, there's uh, sort of a confluence of events. Um, the CL10 uh, was reported, I'm sorry, the OP10 uh, is a solvent-based uh, crosslinker. And there had been a number of concerns coming from the uh, franchisees about uh, about the product getting too thick, sometimes about the uh, solvent odors being a concern, especially when all the rest of the uh, fiber new products are water-based. This is pretty much the only uh, product that that uh, uses a solvent. Um, so. After some uh, familiarization with with uh, what industry is doing in the area of uh, urethane resins and and crosslinkers, um, I noticed that uh, recent developments had uh, provided the same uh, crosslinker product in a water-based uh, uh, solution instead of a solvent-based solution. So. Basically, uh, the technology has improved such that the uh, same crosslinker can be carried in, in a water base instead of a solvent base, and that has just happened in industry over the past uh, few years. So, so putting that together with uh, some of the concerns from the franchisees, uh, we realized that it was a uh, fairly straightforward switchover. Um, we conducted a number of tests with the uh, CL10, compared it to the OP10, uh, abrasion tests, uh, solvent tests, and uh, application tests, and found that uh, it, it was equal, the, the new CL10 was equal or better in performance than the, uh, the old OP10, uh, which, which would be expected as essentially they're, they're the same product. In a different form, mm-hmm. uh, so that was a fairly straightforward uh, in- analysis and uh, and changeover. Let's talk a little bit about the I project, if we can. Okay. And this kind of leads into uh, one of the other W questions, being the when, and talk about timelines and whatnot. But um, Dan, you, and myself always joked about us being kind of like the the, the color team. Mm-hmm. Dan and I were really there supporting you. I mean, you were at the center of it. Dan, with his color knowledge, me on the technology side, you in the center, really driving the project. And then we had Jeff doing some testing. We had Mark doing some programming. We had this whole team behind it. But the whole concept, it, it was your baby, right? So. Let's go back to the very origins of the project and talk about where you started with it. I remember one of the first meetings we had 
uh, on the color eye in the whole project. We were trying to determine how many recipes do you think we're going to end up with or how many formulas do you think we should start with? Mm -hmm. We went from asking that question to it basically being an infinite number in a sense. Yeah. Um, how did you start to approach that question? And then how did it lead into where we're at today? Well, I guess uh, initially I was, uh, I was uh, quite naive. Um, I thought uh, developing the uh, color eye would take uh, maybe three months, but here we are uh, three years later and, uh, and still uh, working on it. I think um, we we're all in the same boat. <laughs> we, uh, it turned into a gradual monster as we went on. But, uh, yeah, I guess a couple of things uh, we discovered uh, as we started to develop this project is uh, we need more than uh, more than a few thousand uh, recipes yeah. or formulas uh, to to match all the uh, colors that uh, franchisees have to uh, work with. Um, simply uh, uh, one or two thousand uh, f formulas is 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 not even close to being enough. Uh, where we're ending up now is in the order of uh, fifty fifty thousand recipes. Um, I started uh, work with uh, a couple of spreadsheets on Excel, and uh, eventually they grew into. Uh, now I'm up to over 100 spreadsheets in Excel, so it's all been uh, developed to increase the uh, fidelity or resolution of uh, the formulas and to get closer matches to the substrates <clears throat> that uh, people have have to work with. Um, so. Expanding, expanding the scope or the accuracy of, of the Color Eye project has, has been uh, quite a challenge. Um, the, the, other, the other challenge that uh, we found out after about uh, four, to, four to six months of, of development was it, it seems that uh, there is no commercially available software to do what we want to do. Uh, we started working with uh, the biggest uh, vendor, the biggest uh, global vendor of color equipment, uh, spectrophotometers, um, all kinds of apparatus to, to deal with color. And uh, they have some fairly advanced uh, software that they provide to industry. But in general, industry is only trying to match uh, a limited number of colors in their products such as, uh, say, Coca-Cola wants to make sure that the red that they're putting on the cans in, in uh, Sarasota is the same as the red that they're putting on the cans in uh, Mumbai or, uh, or uh, London, England, or uh, all around the world. So in general, uh, industry only has to match uh, maybe a few dozen colors they have the software from from this uh, this global uh, color company, and uh, that's that's adequate for their purposes. But there was no software available for uh, providing formulas for uh, an infinite combination of uh, base dyes uh, to end up with any color that the franchisee was trying to match. So. Uh, that that added scope to the project in that uh, we, uh, Mark, uh, Dan, Jesse, Jeff, and I all had to uh, 
uh, work on developing the app and the database for uh, taking uh, any combination of dyes and uh, creating um, 50,000 uh, different formulas to match uh, 50,000 colors that uh, may, be, may be encountered. Yeah, we, we learned a lot along the way, didn't we? Sure did. And then <laughs> in the midst of the project, we ended up having the, the pigment change. So that, that ended up, uh, you know, shifting the formula database a lot. And That's true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I know we've, we've had to provision for future changes as well, because we don't know what the future holds, right? I mean, there could be a time when we end up changing other pigments. So um, I know you've provisioned for some adaptability in, in the database that way. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, <clears throat> as, as we were starting out, uh, the, uh, the development of the database and the formulas is uh, fairly time-consuming to, to build the structure in, in the calculations and 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 the data, database to uh, um, create the uh, color formulas um, it it tends to take uh, a, few, a few months to to update the database at the same time we're working in parallel to automate uh, this few months of updating the database eventually the expectation is that we get the updating of the database uh, done, in, say, say in a one or two weeks instead of uh, a few months of effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Learned a lot, a lot more to learn. <laughs> really, what what uh, what it looks like. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been a, a great project work, working with you on that. And uh, I mean, here we are, just a few days from official launch, um, and everybody's pretty excited about it. So it's fantastic. Um, Let's talk about a little bit about where this has all happened and, and your lab being the next W on the list. Uh, <laughs> okay. I always like walking in there because there's always, I mean, you got a few projects on the go. There's always something new in there. But uh, let, let's just kind of paint a picture of your lab and what all you have going on in there. Okay. Um, so it's at the training center. So yeah, everyone knows at the, the training, training center. center. Dan, Dan uh, created a partition in the... Uh, spray room area of, of the training center so that uh, the spray area is uh, maybe one-third of the side, size that it used to be and I'm in the uh, partitioned area on the other side of the spray area and what we have in there is uh, some lab equipment, uh, viscosity measurement uh, equipment, um, color measurement equipment um, a few other uh, pieces of uh, lab equipment, as well as, as well as uh, some new products that we're testing. Um, the the primary focus of my work in in the lab is on on the color eye, uh, improving improving the accuracy of the formulas, uh, in, improving the uh, speed that we can develop the uh, database updates. Uh, but the, the, the other part of my efforts go into uh, uh, improving the products uh, for the franchisees also. Yeah, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. And then the last W on the list being, being why. What, uh, what motivates you behind all this stuff, Len? You know, what's, uh, what's your chief aim every day? You walk into your lab and, you know, what you do every day. What kind of drives you? Well, um... I guess what I learned at uh, 
my career with uh, Exxon Imperial Oil was uh, some people like change, some people don't. I grew to like change okay. because I realized uh, that is what, uh, what, uh, what improves companies. Um, it's, 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 it's no longer a question of whether companies need to change or constantly improve. Everybody is changing and constantly improve, improving. The, the question it now is who can change, who can improve the fastest? Right. So uh, the focus on uh, the last uh, 15, 20 years of my career was increasing the rate of change or improvement within the company. Okay. Um, so that's, that's what I like to see within Fiber New also. Um, faster and faster uh, improvement, faster uh, change, faster uh, improvement in the products that we use and the procedures that we use. Uh, the uh, Color Eye project, although it has been uh, quite time consuming, it, it's uh, gone on for the past three years. Um, uh, our objective is to uh, continue to improve it as, as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, very good parting words, I'd say. A good way to end it. So um, thank you very much for your time. And uh, I'm sure for franchisees who met Len in Toronto, um, that's great. And I'm sure he'll be at future events and uh, you can maybe pick his brain there. But uh, Len, thanks okay. for your time. All right. Thank you, Jesse. Cheers, everyone. Thanks.